Welcome to Our True Colors, hosted by Shauna Gann. Join her as she explores the challenges of being a racial riddle, an ethnic enigma, and a cultural conundrum. Let's dive in. This season is super special to me because as my co-host, I have someone near and dear to my heart. That voice that you hear announcing the show might sound familiar to you today because I'd like to welcome my big brother, that's who does my intro for me. Hi, Jason. Hello, hello. I thought it'd be cool to have him as my co-host this season because, as you know, I'm trying to always find someone with similar experiences, but who can offer a different perspective. And what's interesting about Jason and me is we we are siblings and we're quite close, but we didn't grow up together. We share our father. His parents were together before mine, and so you're almost two years older than me, I guess. Yep, just about. Yeah, but we actually didn't start to uh, talk and and uh, I, I was going to say hang out. I guess it's kind of hang out, though, not in person. Right. <laughs> Get to know each other, I guess, um, until I was really like 17, something like that. I thought it was a little, I thought it was a little earlier, really. Maybe, maybe 16. I mean, not that much earlier. Okay. Really? I don't know. My memory of us meeting was I I was in Anchorage and I flew down to visit friends in Pennsylvania because I, I really, I can't believe, like when I think back on this, I just can't believe that this was allowed to happen, but it did. I actually borrowed my friend's dad's truck and we drove from Pennsylvania to Ohio. Yeah, that's crazy. It was like, it was crazy because this was like before cell phones before right. GPS. Oh, God, we're old. <laughs> like, we had a map of the turnpike and some quarters for payphones. That's what we had. But we made it. <laughs> yes, indeed. It changed my life. I do. Because this is like, I don't know, where it's, I, I always say, like, I can't even believe how close we are, having not grown yes, up together. Yes, yes. Um, we'll or maybe, maybe we're close because we didn't grow up together. <laughs> That could be a factor, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Why don't I know you well? So why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Like, just describe yourself and um, what it was like growing up and stuff in the context of racial ambiguity. And yeah. Okay. Well, first off, my name is Jason. Uh, I'm a Capricorn. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Um, <laughs> seriously. Um, I grew up in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, uh, my entire life. Um, I come, f- well, growing up, I grew up in a uh, very poor neighborhood, very rough. Uh, so the community was predominantly African-American. And it was a bit odd for me growing up because uh, I am rather fair-skinned, light-skinned, however you prefer to say that so it always felt i always felt a little bit out of place i have to say um i did have uh some experiences that were not very pleasant through the years uh growing up but um you know i I think we all have dealt with that at some point or another so i'm uh married with uh, three beautiful children and um work very hard leave it at that 
And uh, I'm thrilled to uh, have this opportunity to do this with Shauna, truly. I'm so thrilled too. I really am. Well, one of the things that we talk about is how we identify. So I've been kind of describing my own experience in that I'm light-skinned as well. Um, People often mistake me for being Latina. Oh, yes, constantly Puerto Rican. Oh, yeah. Yes, I've been asked if I'm from Puerto Rico or from Dominican Republic, actually, sometimes. Um, People, yeah, people tend to, to go that direction or they'll just ask the questions that we get asked, like, what are you? Where are you from? That kind of thing. Oh, yes. One of my um, favorite experiences was uh, actually being in training for a position or a job. And there was a gentleman who was sitting across the table with me, was going through the same training. And he kept looking at me out of the corner of his eye every once in a while. And then we finally had a break. And then he asked me, uh, what the hell are you? Oh, just like that. Yeah. And he himself (laughs) was biracial. Uh, He was uh, actually African-American and Puerto Rican. So I think he was trying to find out is, you know, he the same as me or what? You know, so it it was very interesting. I wasn't offended. I laughed if anything else. I probably would have laughed too that way. I mean... (laughs) It actually, I, I'm not so offended anymore by the question. I, I mean, I don't. I think that there are probably better ways to ask. Mm-hmm. Although, no matter how you do it, it's still going to be somewhat awkward, right? But right. I think growing up, I was offended by it because I just there were fewer people like me. I think, mm-hmm. at least where I was, mm-hmm. and um, it just it was kind of dehumanizing. Like, what are you? Mm-hmm. You know, and it was never. I shouldn't say never. Most of the time, I felt like it wasn't just to get to know me or to find out about me or whatever. It was just to satisfy somebody's curiosity. Right. And I get it. I get it that people are curious, right? Because there have been times where I I see other people who are racially ambiguous, and I'm curious too, right? But I think kind of probably like the guy that was in the room with you, I think my curiosity is also like just because I feel like I belong in that – like we're in some sort of – boat together. Right. So I, I kind of want to know more about them. Right. But I don't really, despite the way I look and also being asked growing up all the time, if I was mixed, are you mixed? <laughs> all the time. I, I always said, no, that was my standard answer because that's how I grew up. My, I just identified as black. My mom, I would ask my mom too. I'm like, people want to know if I'm mixed. Am I mixed? And she would just say, you're, you're black. You're light skinned though. Mm-hmm. Right. How do you identify? Um, how do I identify? It's, I have to say over the years, um, it has changed. I mean, growing up like the same as you, you know, my mom always told me, you know, you're black, you know, that's, that's how we grew up. That's how I grew up. But over the years, I've learned to embrace, uh, all the different, uh, racial identities within myself. Um, and I'm very proud of who I am. So if anything these days, uh, I would say I'm probably multicultural, I sometimes, when people ask me the question, I say I'm American. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there is, so that's a thing. I have talked about that too, because when people say, what's your nationality? Mm-hmm. I I do want to a little bit, I do kind of want to school people, but in the most respectful way that I can. So mm-hmm. Sometimes I admit I might be snarky. I don't want to be, but that happens <laughs> on some days. But when someone says, what's your nationality? I just say I'm American because that is my nationality. Mm-hmm. But the difference is right. with ethnicity, Race 
although we use the word race, um, I use it because that's the most common descriptor when people think of the major groups of people in that way. Um, race broadly being Asian, Black, white, or if you want to say African-American or Caucasian, um, and uh, Native American, you know, there's these broad groups. But within each of those groups are the ethnicities, right? Mm -hmm. So like not all white people would consider themselves to be, like most people just broadly would say they're white, but then if you ask about their ancestry, you know, many people know where their ancestors originate from, uh, typically someplace in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. So like someone might say, I have French ancestry or or so on. So those would be like your actual ethnicities. Um, but then culture is more about like how you live. So I like to think of it as like, if you think about transracial adoptions, when um, like, let's say uh, a family from the U.S., uh, a white couple, let's say, uh, goes to Africa or to somewhere in East Asia and they adopt a child and then bring the child back to America, mm-hmm. that child, you know, racially or ethnically would be from wherever they were born, like wherever they're from. But then if they're raised in America, their culture is probably going to be much different than had they been raised in, in right. the originating right. environment. So I mean, I mean, I guess we could say all of the above, right? We're we're multi-ethnic mm-hmm. and multi. I certainly consider myself to be multicultural, having lived in so many different places over the years. I've picked things up, right? right, from 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 different places. So that, in that sense, I would say I'm multicultural. Well, I, I think we both often refer to ourselves as Creole as well, which is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, my my eldest daughter, she all, she's asked me before and, and so, oh, you're Creole, sweetie. <laughs> and did you go from there, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what? That's perfect because I never used to explain, say that I was Creole mm-hmm. when people would ask me. Because I didn't know that much. Um, mm. Right around the time that I got to know you is when I got to know um, more of our father's side of the family. Right. I knew about it, but it's not like I grew up with it. So I think it's funny, though, as as we've been having this conversation, you've mentioned um, these different um, races and uh, cultures, and almost all of them are uh, <laughs> part of our uh, our, our uh, family. It's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. But culturally speaking, like I don't claim Creole as part of my culture, though, because I don't know it enough. Mm. I'm still asking lots of questions. Like I speak to a couple of our aunts a lot, and and I ask, you know, because I'm like I, I really don't know that much about it, other than what I've learned myself through research and stuff as I got older. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But definitely, it's part of my heritage and my ancestry. True, true. I got a new one recently. Uh, recently, I've been Greek. That was new for me. Greek? Ooh. Yes, yes, yes. I've never gotten Greek. Italian once. That was fun. Um, <laughs> when, But to be fair, which actually, I was really super proud of this. And not because of how I looked, but because that meant my Italian was my Italian speaking abilities. I was going to say, was this when you were in Italy? No, I don't think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh! If an Italian in Italy thought that I was Italian, I'd be you like, lost your mind. 
y'all. <laughs> I'd be like so <laughs> proud. <laughs> no, this was this was when we lived in uh, Seoul in South Korea. Uh-huh. There was an Italian restaurant that we really liked, and it was Italian owned and run. And those of you who know me know that I love me some limoncello, and I make it. So I'd seen that they had these like giant demijohns of the the lemon peel like uh-huh. um, prepared like they were preparing the limoncello they were soaking and I do mine a little bit differently than the way they had theirs so I went up and asked one of the ladies there about their method and if they did it the other way too and and so on and then so we spoke about it a little bit and then she asked me where I was from uh-huh. and so I just said. Uh, like us right because here here we are in an italian restaurant speaking italian in seoul south korea and i'm not from there right (laughs) Right. i'm like i'm from the us and she goes oh you're not italian and i was like no (laughs) you know and and she's like oh i thought you were italian i was wondering where you were from in italy and so then i explained where i was from but i like practically skipped back to my table i was so proud (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh wow <laughs> but that's the only time i got that and i really don't think it had anything to do with what i looked like i think it was just because maybe they're not used to americans in seoul speaking in italian at their restaurant maybe, I yeah but it was cool so <laughs> did you ever find growing up or well even now like are there any challenges that you face with the way people might like with the way people might categorize you or any assumptions that they might make about you based on your parents? Um, assumptions. Yes. Um, <laughs> this has never really changed. Um, growing up, I, people, especially in my old neighborhood, they would automatically assume because I was light skinned. Oh, he's going to be arrogant and he's going to be, you know, full of himself, that sort of thing. And i surprisingly i still get that here and there i don't know why i don't understand it i think i'm a pretty uh laid-back fellow but uh what do you mean how how do you experience that they would they would just say it was like oh they would be shocked like after they would speak to me and get to know me and oh my goodness i thought you were going to be a totally different person i thought you were going to be you know just uh conceited and all about yourself and everything it was it was weird it was very weird um but even in adulthood a little bit um yeah and and this is i i've gotten i've received that more from the black community from the white community um uh i've actually haven't experienced much anything that i would say that made me terribly uncomfortable they would often be very curious but i've i've had friends and coworkers in the past who said oh i thought you were white i thought you were just really tanned so, <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about the tan thing. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot all about that. People all like, oh, you're so tan. Oh, yes, oh, yes, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, other than that, that's about it. I have to say, um, there was a time, um, I remember my wife and I we were in Chicago and we took a cab, uh, to the hotel we were going to, and there was, uh, Latino gentleman who was uh, driving the cab and you know we were talking a little bit and then he just switched to Spanish and just started speaking to me and everything and and, and I'm like oh I apologize uh, you know my Spanish isn't very good and he's like you're not you're not you know Latino and he's like no and he's like oh 
okay, he looks so shocked. It, I thought it was hilarious. But, you know, that's, you know, it's just something, you know, I think we've, we've all, always dealt with. You know, people have their assumptions of uh, our race and a lot of questions. You know what I mean? It, it's usually just a lot of questions. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Spanish thing happens to me probably at least once a week. And I was down at like a Rite Aid picking up something. And the lady, as I was checking out, she kept looking at me kind of funny. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't really get it. But I was like, whatever, also, because it was in the morning. And I was just like, <laughs> not fully. Right. Like with it, I just was like, okay. And then when she asked me if I wanted my receipt, I was like, no, that's okay. And then she said something to me that I was like, uh, like I had no, but I knew it was Spanish. I just didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of like shrugged and she kind of was like, hmm, okay. And then like I, I left. <laughs> and then, so it's so funny because it's like, first of all, that happens to me all the time where people will just speak to me in Spanish. But this was one of those times where I was like almost ashamed for not speaking Spanish, even though there's no reason I should have like, right. I, there's no one in my family. Like there's, it's not a native language of mine or anything like that. Right. Sometimes I feel ashamed because I studied it and I should know. But also it was like, Agreed, almost like yeah, but it was like, I'm sorry, I don't speak Spanish. Like I felt so bad. It's so funny in that particular time. Not, it's not usually like that. I usually am like kind of laughing or I'll say, no, I don't speak or whatever. But the the look she gave me when it was like, never mind. I was like, oh my gosh, truly apologetic. <laughs> like, I <feel> like <laughs> I did but yeah, no, that does happen all the time to me too. Yeah. I do wish I could speak Spanish better. <laughs> Hi, Kitty. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, yeah. okay. As a side note, um, um, my wife gave me um, Star Wars Wookie slippers, so they're these furry house slippers that look like Chewbacca, and apparently the cat likes to rub against them. <laughs> I don't have any cool slippers. <laughs> She has bunny. I worked very hard to get her bunny slippers uh, about a year ago. So yeah, we're we're, we're kind of nice. like a slipper people now. We've got some chewies. We got some chewies. Yes, ma'am. It's funny that the cat, like my dogs, would destroy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I wanted to ask you about fitting in or having a sense of belonging. Okay. How was how that for you? Do you feel like you are pretty good about like do you feel like you fit in in any community or specific communities or what's that like for you Uh, well i honestly feel that i can fit in in pretty much any community however i must say there's always this sense of uh this 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 feeling of being outside Kind of the way I like to think about it is that, you know, there are so many different races uh, that we're comprised of. And, you know, I honestly feel kinship to everyone, you know, but you always also feel a little bit outside because there are a few people who are exactly like you. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, overall, I feel I pretty much fit in everywhere. (laughs) I would say for me, mostly, but honestly, despite not sharing actual culture, mm-hmm. I find that I tend to be drawn to like people who don't, who aren't black, as in when people think of African Americans and people mm-hmm. who aren't white. Hmm. 
So okay. that could be like the Latinx community. It mm-hmm. could be uh, Middle Eastern. It could be um, Northern African or mm-hmm. like just any, let's say, I, I don't really want to say minority group. People of color. That's, yeah. But when I'm saying people of color, I, I really mean outside of the African-American community. Sure. Sure. While I have, I mean, I mean, I consider, like I said, I consider myself black and I definitely fit into that community too. I find that the majority of my friends or where I tend to be most comfortable is with those groups, even though I don't share any of that culture. Okay. Cause I think part of it is in the black community, I, I definitely have that culture, right? Mm-hmm. But okay. I don't feel like I have it all the way. Like there are things that I just am like, I, that I don't relate to a hundred percent. Maybe it's that feeling of we're all in this together. <laughs> um, it might be. I, I don't know. You know I don't I mean? know, but I, I did notice that about myself. That was just a thought. And I was curious how you, what it's like for you. Like I, my white friends, uh, you mentioned curiosity earlier. Like I mm-hmm. think that I have experienced a lot of questions and things like that, and, which when I'm close to people, I don't mind answering those questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I guess I don't mind answering them anyway. But there are some things that feel more personal, I suppose, if that's possible when it comes to race and ethnicity. I don't know, but it, it feels that way. Hair is always a sensitive topic um, for me. <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> when I lived in Berlin, I was teaching at a German school, and I put in my extensions, and the moms were like, Miss Gann, how did you get your hair so long? And I would say, oh, well, I have these magic beads. And oh, my goodness, you didn't. And they, <laughs> you know, clearly they were like, knowing I don't have magic beads. But it was so like a shock to them, the response right. that I would give, that they just didn't ask me anything else. And they'd just kind of look at me like, ah, and walk away. But I just, I understand curiosity. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like humans are naturally curious. That's just how we are. But sometimes I just don't want to answer all the questions. It's a personal thing. Mm. And so I I don't know. I I don't even know how I got into that. I was talking about the curiosity, I guess. I don't know. I've been wearing my hair curly for years now. So, (laughs) and it suits you. And I do sometimes, like I do in the summer. It's it's, Mm. it's easier too in the summer, but I, I also find that I'm female too, so this could be different experience. But I, I hate to say this, to admit this, but I do feel like I'm treated differently depending upon how I wear my hair. Mm, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And that changes um, the questions people ask too, or whether or not they ask. Mm-hmm. So it's like the texture of your hair, you know, kind of uh, changes things too. I suppose that's true. Um if I if I um, blow dry my hair and straighten it out basically and just wear it in then you know like a natural afro, you know, I, it, it, I suppose I do get treated a little bit more differently. Yeah. Well, is there any particular topic that you would like to cover this season? Something that. Um. Politics, I suppose. Um, I mean, it's, it's the year to discuss this. <laughs> so we'll yes. have plenty to discuss. Yes. Um, for me, I think I would like to discuss diversity, equity, and inclusion in organizations, mm. like in workplaces and things like that. So I hope that we can touch on some of that. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, cool. 
Is there anything else that you'd like the listeners to know about you before we wrap up? Um, well, I think we're going to get to know each other, uh, but uh, uh, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. I'm so happy you're here. Thanks for, for doing this with me. And, oh, um, my pleasure. It's my pleasure. It's going to be great. All right. Okay. Well, we'll catch up next time. All right. Have a good evening. (laughs) All right. Take care, Jay. (laughs) Well, everyone, that's the show for this week. Thank you so much for joining. Please check out the website at truecolorscast.com where you can subscribe. You can contact me, weigh in on the conversation and discover all kinds of other goodies. Lots more coming to you soon. In the meantime, be safe out there, y'all. Please share a smile with someone and find an opportunity to make someone feel welcome. Love y'all. Talk to you soon.